it's Kitty and Claire back at it again with Walking in a Woman's Shoe, Episode 2. In this episode, we'll be talking about the history of women's rights in the U.S. Throughout the history in the U.S., there have been multiple times when there was discrimination against women over the past hundreds of years. Uh, In this episode, we will be talking about the different events of where women got their rights or also where they're discriminated against for trying to earn their rights. We are going to start off with a timeline of events of women's rights, and most of our events are coming from the website U.S. News, Stepping Through History. And the first event we're going to talk about is in 1777, when all states passed laws which took away the right to vote and women were not able to vote from 1777 up until 1920. The next really major event in women's rights would have been in 1839, which is when the first state, which was Mississippi, um, allowed women to be able to hold and purchase their own properties with the permission of uh, their husbands. But this means that if you were an unmarried woman, you would legally not be able to own any land because your husband had to sign off on all of the papers. In 1848 in Seneca Falls, New York, over 300 women were able to sign a Declaration of Sentiments, which was said to end sexism versus women. In 1890, Wyoming was the first state to grant women the right to vote in all of their elections. And in 1916, the first woman was to be elected in the House of Representatives, and her name was Jeanette Rankin. In 1953, NASA had started a women's program, and the first woman to undergo the astronaut testing was a lady named Jerry, Jerry Cobb, but then they decided to cut the program. It, it wasn't until 1983 that NASA brought back the women's program and was allowing women to be able to go into space. Next, in 1963, the Equal Pay Act was passed by Congress, and this promised Equal wages for the same work between men and women, regardless of race, color, religion, national origin, and sex of the worker. Okay. In 1964, the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act passed, and this prohibits sex discrimination in employment, and the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission is created in the U.S., Next, in 1973, the Supreme Court overturned the case Roe v. Wade and made abortion legal after it had been illegal. In 1975, the Supreme Court denies states the rights to exclude women from juries, and this basically means that um, when they are selecting juries, they can exclude women just because they feel they will be biased towards like a rapist or someone who murdered a bunch of women. In 2007, Nancy Pelosi was to become the first Speaker of the House that was a female, and in 2016, the first presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton, ran for president as a female. Okay, so now I'm going to be talking about women's fight for the right to vote in the women's suffrage movements, and my information is coming from History.com with the title, Women's Suffrage, the Universal Fight. For decades long, women were fighting for the right to vote, protesting, arguing, and just fighting for the right. And it took about 100 years for women to finally be granted the right from every single state. And eventually, August 18, 1920, all women could vote every single state. And the women's suffrage started before the Civil War. And during 1820, when white men were granted 
to be able to vote. Women were like, if we're created equal, man and woman, then why can't women vote? And they were upset and started protesting and fighting for their right. And then in 1870, black men were able to vote through the 15th Amendment. And since women wanted to vote too, they did not support the 15th Amendment. And instead, they allied with Southern racists because they did not think that black men should be able to vote if they were not able to vote. And then in 1869, the National Women's Suffrage Movement by Susan B. Anthony was formed. And this was a group and they fought together and it turned into a universal fight for voting. And then after fighting and arguing, in 1910, states started giving women the right to vote coming from the West, and eventually by 1920, all states had made the decision that women could finally vote. Another major moment in women's rights would be their rights to own land and property. And before I get into all of the um, rights they earned, all of these, well, most of these apply to white women who were The majority of them were married because women of color and indigenous women still did not have almost any rights because most women of color were still viewed as property because slavery was still going on. And Native American women who lived in America were still dealing with the U.S., breaking their treaties, moving them from locations and colonizing all of their land and taking it away from them. But the first major um, right that women got would be that um, they had they were allowed to have a say in what their husband would do with their property because they technically were not allowed to own property, but they could share property with their husbands. And before the law passed in 1771, a husband could take the land that he shared with his wife and just sell it like without asking her. She didn't because not her name wasn't on any paper. And so this would basically be like if you lived in a house with someone and they decide to sell it without telling you and you didn't get any of the money. Um, The next law would be in 1848. And this act concerned uh, the rights and liabilities of a husband and wife. And this acknowledged that uh, mothers are, in fact, guardians of their children, giving them legal authority of what happens to them. When it came around to the 1900s, married women were most had most of their property rights under control, except for the financial side of their rights, their husband, or if they weren't married, they, their father and family were still in charge of all of their financial stability. And it wasn't until 1970 that women were allowed to apply for credit cards without their husband's signature. So basically, if you weren't married, you were not allowed to make any purchases or have any money. Um, One really major movement in the women's rights history would be the Seneca Falls Convention, and this really pushed the women's rights movement into motion. This was the first women's rights assembly and was held in July 1848 in Seneca Falls, New York. Um, This launched the whole suffrage movement and women really pushed for voting rights at this convention, but they also fought for social, civil, and religious rights. There were over 300 people there, and it was only women on the first day, but on the second day, men were also able to come. Um, They also wanted to stop slavery, and many of the leaders were abolitionists. Who was the main leader? The main leader was Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and she was also an abolitionist who 
really pushed for the convention and met with multiple leaders throughout history to push for women's rights. As Kitty said earlier, the main issue that the Seneca Falls Convention um, really pushed for was the women's rights movement. And because of this, uh, a lot of they got a lot of ridicule and backlash for just asking if like women could vote too. And they lost a lot of supporters throughout this, especially most of their male supporters. So the House on Mango Street, the book that we're reading, really deals with more of the social discrimination versus women rather than the legal discrimination against women, like what we talked about voting. And- yeah, it can be hard to compare to bring what's going on with the legal side of the history when it comes to how just the women are being treated in their home and social life, rather at the workplace or like when it comes to their financial status. Yeah, but we think we can relate Raffaella back to talking about women being treated like property. Women being treated like property. Yeah. So I would say that, um, It's interesting how a lot of women in this book, especially and today, are treated as if, like, even though they do have rights and stuff when it comes to inside of their marriage, but they do have those now. But back then, like, as we had stated earlier, they didn't even have the right to get, like, a credit card until, like, 17, or, yeah. Until 1970, they couldn't even apply for a legal credit card without having their husband say, yes, she's allowed to spend her money. Right. So that's in one way where the book deals with something similar to what we talked about. Another way we were able to connect the book to women's rights would be in discrimination in the workplace and... So basically, the in 1960 or 1986, I believe, the U.S. Supreme Court said that um, a hostile or abusive work environment can be enough f- to s- file a sexual harassment case in um, like their job, which I think is just like crazy that saying that like I was abused or harassed at work is not enough to say there was like sexual right. harassment. Assault, yeah, and taking that long to get to from it to 1986 is a long time yeah. before something could be filed against that. But we connected that back to the book in the part when Esperanza gets a job at Peter Pan Photo Finishes. Yeah. And she's basically harassed by a man saying, it's my birthday, I need a birthday kiss. Yeah. And, and the man works there too, right? Right, he works there too. So it was harassment in a workplace yeah. and i think it's like just even when she was working there she had been like i just like kept my head down and did my work like i didn't even sit with like all of my other employees until like somebody invited me to like she just went there to like she went there to work money make and, money and come home yeah right. and she was still just like singled out just because she was like a young girl working there yeah and so he took her and he grabbed her and he kissed her and it says in the book that he did not let go so in that case that could relate back to the yeah because if she was born before 1986 even if like she wanted to like make like a bigger deal out of this which it already was a pretty big deal but if she wanted to to, like legally take him to court she would not have been able to because she wouldn't have had enough to say it was like sexual evidence even just saying he 
harassed her or whatever. So that is how another way that the book could relate back to some of the stuff we talked about earlier. Overall, after the research we concluded and discovered, we realized how long it took for women to actually get the things that are just basic human rights. Yeah. And I would say that, especially after reading this book, even if, like, we can see that in the Constitution and legally women do mostly have the same rights as men, they are still treated as if we're we're either, like, below men or, like, these rights are just kind of ignored and just, like, not seen as important. Right, even though they fought for these rights for, like, the women's suffrage was fought for for over 100 years or about 100 years and... Yeah, they're not upheld as well in society as how they were fought for. And I really like how the book just kind of not normalizes it, but just shows how common it is. Or so still shining a light on it and saying this is wrong, but just saying, like, it happens more to often. Everyone. Yeah. Or, like, Esperanza thinks it's normal because she's young. She's yeah, a young she sees girl. it happen to, like, all, all the of time. her friends. Like, her mom tells her stories about, like, the neighbors and stuff. Right, and it just shows that she thinks, oh, that's how a woman should be treated, and it's And even true. when, like, she's old enough to t- come to, like, the realization where, like, I don't want to be treated like this. Like, my friends shouldn't think this is normal. It's still just, like, but there's nothing I feel like I can do about it because this is happening to everyone. Right. And even though some of the issues of discrimination in the book aren't really legally and they're more social issues, yeah. it's still happening in the world. And clearly it's a problem in where Esperanza grows up and is from. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Kitty and Claire's Walking in a Woman's Shoes. See you next episode.